gay. Where I'm the last. And I'm the gay. And today, we're talking about sex, sex education. education. Woo! I am so excited to record this episode. I'm so passionate about sex education, particularly sex education reform. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, yes. Um, and also sex in general. Em, how do you feel about sex? Well, if I, fun fact, if I was not pursuing a career in theater or the arts, I would be pursuing a career in sex education or sex therapy or women's health, something along those lines. <laughs> so... Yes, I used to actually, I used to want to be in OBGYN before I wanted to pursue theater, which now I think is funny because I'm a lesbian. (laughs) So it's like I used to want to be a gynecologist, but then I realized I didn't need to go to school. For reasons. (laughs) I almost went into math. That has nothing to do with anything. That's just like, you know, just segue. You're like somehow rooted in your homosexuality. (laughs) Cool. Where should we begin? Let's talk about sex ed in school. What was your experience like? What was the sex education you got? The sex education, or lack thereof, that I got growing up. I want to say, I'll go chronologically. So first off, I had one friend who I hung out with every day, and his parents and like his older siblings, they had a more adult sense of humor right off the bat. Like when I would go hang out, there'd be a lot of like, I think it was like the first time I was introduced to like dick jokes. His brother would play these mature rated M video games, Duke Nukem. They introduced me to the very first Borderlands game, which is like exclusively bloody and poop jokes and whatever. So anyway, that's where I learned like the concept of it all. And I had to understand sort of certain sexual things. And I will say that this friend, uh, his name was Bob. He- Choose uh, a new name. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> because there's already Oh, let so me pick a Bob. cool name. Um, at Duke. Okay, Duke. <laughs> okay. Great. So Duke told me how to touch myself. He didn't like show me like in a weird porno way, but that was how I got the curiosity and that's how I started jerking off myself. And then we get to school where the sex education we had was mainly, I remember going to this place called Robert Crown where they taught us about puberty because that's like the first sex education you get is just learning how your body changes and so we all went on this field trip but the boys and girls were split into two separate groups and we went on this into this puberty museum what yeah what robert crown the puberty museum maybe it's that... maybe it's something else i don't know we that went sounds... to the puberty part yeah that sounds amazing i'm so jealous i want to um... look it up oh my god please elaborate the puberty museum so we were split into two different groups and it was essentially it was so funny we went into two different seminar rooms and I don't know what happened in the girls' room. I've only heard stories, but I know in the guys' room, they sat there and they told us how our bodies will change, where, like, you know, the basics, where I'm going to grow hair on my body, what my genitals are going to do. And then they told me that I was going to be shaped like an upside-down triangle. Um, And I've had a complex ever since. since. It uh, ruined me at the age of 12. Um, And then, like, you know... They told us how babies happen, and that was it. Going into high school was when we actually talked about, um, you know, actual sex education, STDs. <laughs> yeah. They called it, at my school, they called it family planning. They didn't call oh, it sex ed. And I straight up... That's even more guiding uh, and problematic. It, oh, I yeah. know. Well, and I straight up, like, went up to my teacher, who was, like, the, the like, football coach. And, and I was like, 
why do we call it family planning? Why don't we just call it sex education? And he was like, well, you know, blah, 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 you know, gave some answer. And I was like, well, I think that's dumb. I'm just going to call it sex ed. And he was like, okay, Emily, <laughs> you, you can do that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I want to, I'm trying to think of like what I exactly learned. And I obviously learned like all the dangerous STDs. I watched a video of a Air woman, quote dangerous. I watched a video of a woman giving birth for some <gasps> reason. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, a, again, a little looking... jealous. <laughs> well, that's because so funny, because I... looking back on it, I'm like, why did I have to watch that? No, well, and I... I think it was a fear thing. tactic. I, I think wanted... it was a fear tactic. <laughs> again, I wanted... I think... To be an OBGYN. <laughs> and so I, like, just got all of these books about reproduction and about pregnancy and everything. Because I just thought it was so cool and I was so into anatomy. And so I bought the DVD for the documentary In the Womb. I... <laughs> when I, if you all when I was, like, in middle school. <laughs> and, um... And then so I had that whole documentary about fetal development and everything. And then at the end of that, they show the woman give birth. And that, but I, I never watched it in school. Well, I think it's fascinating because we didn't watch the whole thing. We watched like select clips. And it was only, oh my God, I remember it was only like a single, it was a single moment when they showed the vulva and like the baby coming out of the woman's body. And you were like, wow, this is beautiful. We all were like trying to not comment on it. So like you just felt the air go still (laughs) in the room for a second. But like that was all I was taught about sex in school. Like I was barely taught that the penis goes in the vagina. Like I, (laughs) that's what my education system taught me and would you like to share what your yeah well and I, I mean it's pretty much the same thing where you know yeah learned about puberty in fourth grade but you know typical you know where where am i gonna grow hair on my body yeah girls will get boobs <laughs> oh my god yeah. that was such a that was such a note gentlemen young young men girls are gonna start developing breasts <laughs> <laughs> and it's normal i anyway. was very I don't know. I guess I, I found it all so fascinating, too. And again, I was just so excited for puberty. <laughs> like, I remember being in middle school, like, and I was like, I'm it. so excited to become a woman, um, <laughs> which I think is funny. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, like, had so many anatomy books because I wanted to be a doctor. Again, here we are, an acting major. And yeah, and then, and then in high school, I mean, we had health class, and there was only one unit that was, you know, the air quote family planning unit. That's hilarious. And I basically taught that class. <laughs> like You taught? No, it? like no no no. Like we because I was so knowledgeable. <laughs> and so then I remember like there was a woman from the like sexual health clinic in town. She came to talk to our class and she was giving us this information and she was talking about the sexual response cycle, which like thank God they even like mentioned that that's a thing. Yeah, but, I didn't um, learn that until I met you. <laughs> Well, and then she was like, and so there's three phases to the sexual response cycle. And I raised my hand and I go, um, aren't there four phases to the sexual (laughs) response cycle? And she was like, oh, maybe. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It was discovered by doctors, masters and Johnson, actually, uh, back in. (laughs) And then I remember there was this one time because they gave us diagrams of, you know, like the male and female reproductive system. And we had to label it. Also, the diagram of the vulva was very confusing. It did not look accurate. And so then like the arrows weren't pointing to the right things. And so I was like, well, 
Like it was pointing to the clitoris, but they were like, that's the urethra. And I was like, mm, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. I find that fascinating. Well, and then so, it was yeah. funny because then we were, we were filling out the male reproductive system sheet and we were like working in small groups and there's this group of like high school boys and they asked the teacher a question and she was like oh you know what here's emily can help you and so she pulled me over and i helped this group of high school boys oh my God. label the male reproductive system the and man. that was a highlight highlight. <laughs> highlight of my life i don't understand <laughs> why we're why everyone's so chill with the sex education system we have. Because here's the deal. They didn't, I'm sure they didn't want to talk about the nitty gritty. I'm like, anytime sex is even mentioned in like a piece of art in high school, we have to like censor it. Oh my like, God. I, like we don't read the book. We, yeah. don't, do, we don't do the play. Like I, um, when I was oh in my, high school, I was in a AP art class and we had an art show and I painted a lot of nudes. <laughs> and then like, that was the whole debate of whether or not I could have those in my art show or not and you know because it was like inappropriate well and the funny thing is i did I, get them in the art show well, good. <laughs> well and the thing is too i find that so fascinating because it's not like a sexual act even it's literally just like when no. every single person that would have seen that piece or whatever when they go home they take off their clothes that's what they see yeah I find this fascinating that it's not only that sex is not taught, it's that it's, like, avoided. Well, and it's totally taboo and shamed, and the fact that they push abstinence, even though, like, this is public school, why are we pushing this abstinence <laughs> there's only, agenda? There's so few things that get me more outraged than abstinence-only sex education. Which, like, if people want to be abstinent... They can! Great! Good! That's like That's a valid good. option. However, there's a lot of people who aren't going to be. And by having abstinence-only sex education, you're not providing them the knowledge that they need to have in order to be safe and healthy. And also, even if you do wait until marriage, what are you supposed to do when you get yes, married? Yes, the you fact that there's no knowledge my, then. My favorite metaphor was used by Dr. Lindsay Doe clinical sexologist. And we love her. She has this great YouTube channel called Sexplanations. I highly recommend it. She has this video where she talks about abstinence-only sex education, and her metaphor is like taking swim lessons where you don't get in the water, or they tell you just to not swim, or like one day you'll find someone to swim with, and then all of a sudden one day you find someone and they shove you in the pool. And then you don't know. Of course people drown. Of course <laughs> shit goes yeah, haywire, right. you know? And it's like, it's not only just the case of like, oh, we're all going to embarrass ourselves or, oh, we could all have better sex lives. It also leads to a lot of serious problems. It, yeah. There's like, there's a lot of consent issues. Oh my there's God. Well, and that's of, the thing. Um, physical injuries. The things that they don't talk about, one, consent. We, huh. <laughs> we should start having conversations about consent from like a young age. And that should be an active conversation happening in every single health class. No, yeah our whole life <laughs> like and it's it... insane that we don't um, talk about it you know and especially because of this like cultural narrative that these men need to be actively oh, pursuing oh. you know and then like toxic masculinity well, is so high in high school well, and especially oh my god literally when hormones like first hit these young people and then they're also getting these cultural messages saying like literally. you need to like have well, all the sex oh my god yeah and you it's realize such how a it's, it literally like bad combination literally just the the idea that young men are supposed to be really really good at sex and have it all the time and that young women are supposed to like save themselves right <laughs> and in this narrative 
non-binary people don't exist. Right, exactly. Which is, which is right. another problem. And then um, gay people also. No, yeah, and like queer... <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, I was about to say, we should talk about queer sex in a second, but that literally furthers this issue of like the chase. Like it literally right. like, molds people into doing whatever they can to get sex, yeah. to get laid, and you know? And for, like, the social standing with their peers, and it literally, it's so toxic. That, that women should always say no, and that men always have to do everything in their power to have sex. And, and that sounds, like, very absolute. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. And I even remember, I didn't go as far as to pressuring women, because obviously I don't like women, <laughs> yeah. but I remember feeling so much sexual shame and sexual anxiety because I had to be this man who had sex all the time. And especially, like, when every single one of my guy friends, quote-unquote, lost their virginity, which is a social construct, by the way, <laughs> um, they slowly got chopped off one by one, and then I was the last, quote-unquote, virgin, even after I came out. And uh, I was super nervous because I didn't know what to do, and I was already just, like, a nervous human being, being gay in the right. Midwest. <laughs> and then even, oh, my God, I think about before I was gay the nerves of me like kissing a girl did you ever kiss your girlfriends when yeah. You had girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i kissed him I th- i'm trying to think i think that's as far as i went with like a girl i, I didn't remember. even kiss my boyfriends oh i, was, I know you <laughs> i was like no thank you no but i think about that a lot and especially it, like even if they just simply taught kids how to use a condom you know what i hate have you ever did you talk about stds in yes. high school did you have terrible metaphors for stds yes i did you know that you know what I had the the dice metaphor. Oh, go um, on. You, like you have two dice, like six sided dice, and you throw them, and like each number added up to a different STD, and one of them was like pregnancy. Ah! But the, <laughs> the only worst one, STD. But like, but, <laughs> but like snake eyes, one like one and one was you had sex and didn't get an STD or a baby. <laughs> um, and, like, that was the thing. It's like, everyone rolled the dice, and it's like, oh, you got chlamydia. You know the issue with this, too? The thing that makes me so upset is they're like, STDs, they're terrible. The majority of adults will have an STD. And it's like, yeah, and then you get tested, which they don't talk about testing no, at all. Also that- you get tested, and then you get treated for it and A lot of STDs are, like, treatable and or curable. Right, well, but because... Also- also, it's not hard to prevent STDs. No, and then even if you do get one, again, chlamydia, super easy to treat. Gonorrhea, yeah, super easy to treat. I know people that have had well, chlamydia and gonorrhea. Right, well, and, and, then even, and even HIV now, you yeah. if you have HIV, you can, you know, you're put on medication and then it's undetectable. We didn't talk about HIV because that's a gay disease. <gasps> no. Oh, but, but with the dice thing, it's also statistically incorrect. Like, yeah. literally just the simple fact of... The probability for one person to roll snake eyes does not equal the probability of you having sex with someone and not contracting an STD. Well, and it's also making the assumption that people aren't having safe sex and people aren't getting tested regularly. I'm just, again, I'm just... I'd be afraid of people not having safe sex and if they were taught the way I was taught, Exactly. Well, Well, and then, again, it makes me so mad because getting tested regularly is so important and the fact that they don't even teach you that... Well, and you know what I... Like, they just shame... They talk about STDs in this way of, like... This is why sex is bad, because it is and, dirty and, and then, you will get a disease. And then how on earth, when you are taught that sex is so bad, <laughs> how do you just get married and then sex isn't bad anymore? You yeah, know? no. Like, I also, just... <laughs> whatever, like, yeah. The, uh, um, 
Oh god, what was I gonna say? The other one, the, the toothbrush one, where like, you use a toothbrush, and then the teacher's like, who else wants to use this toothbrush? That's right, nobody. If you have oh my one god. person, you're no longer pure. Oh my god, no, like, I was oh. definitely told that where they were like, when you have sex with someone, you're having sex with everybody that they have ever had sex with. Which is so false. What? No! Which is so false. What? Bodies like, are... you. No. You clean bodies. You clean bodies. Some you're just having certain sex. Certain parts of our bodies person. clean themselves. <laughs> the vagina is a self-cleaning oven. <laughs> Woo! But literally, <laughs> that's like saying that everyone I've ever shook hands with, I'm gonna. You're shaking hands, hands with, with everyone that they've ever. That's exactly like you would like, never no, say that. We wash our hands. Yeah. Fucking obviously. What? And like, and, and then, like, thing. I get the idea Maybe because should... it's, again, perpetuating this idea that, like, well, you're going to get an STD. And it's like, well, <laughs> if well, you're then... having safe sex. Also, that sex ed in school is so heteronormative. Oh, yeah, this is a gay podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we don't, we don't, like, gay people aren't real. Sex is only for procreation. <laughs> and even then, it's like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You might accidentally procreate. And then me as a gay person going... No, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can I have sex? I'm not going to accidentally know, get someone pregnant. They're like, uh... no, you'll get AIDS. No, first off, I would get HIV. Um, that yes. might turn into AIDS. <laughs> Second off, that's another thing, too, is that obviously they're not teaching the, like, functionality of how sex works, right? I said I didn't even learn that a penis goes into a vagina. We just right. kind of figured it out. Let alone the functionality of how gay sex works. Or that, it, like, sex isn't just... Oh, that's the other thing. The definition of sex. That it's not just like... That goes in hand with P and sex, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that lots of different acts can, equal sex. Especially for there are couples that don't inherently have a penis and a vagina. Right. You know? And I think about that even... And with, even for people who do. Even couples that do. Other right. acts are still sex. Have you heard of the loophole? Yeah. It's anal. Right. That's, are... that's essentially like the peak for gay men. Oh, uh, we already had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's also baffling because there's like certain states that have now included a law in that um, high schools have to teach LGBTQ history as a part of the curriculum. There's other states where that's not a specific. It's actually law. illegal. Yeah, and then there's other yeah, and there's other states where you have to talk about it in a negative way. Where so, like you can't talk about gay people at all, and if you do, you have to do it in a way that's condemning it. Yeah. Yeah. One state literally is like. Oh, God, what's the exact verbiage? It's like, you can only talk about homosexuality in regards to HIV AIDS. <gasps> and I was ah! like, that's... Oh, my God. Also, the fact that men who have sex with men still can't donate blood unless yeah. they're celibate. The fact that we can, like, test blood and if, like, a straight person went in and, again, the and other... had uh, blood that was HIV positive, they just, you know, test it. Like, they test all the blood and they'd be like, oh, I can't use this blood. I'll just inform well, the person. And it's um, totally... I mean, it's... Just blatantly homophobic. Yeah, That's there's it. literally no argument because against why. It's also making the assumption that gay men aren't having safe sex, which which gay I'd men like to argue. <laughs> I'd like to argue that queer people have gay men have the safest, safest sex, sex out of anybody I know. You know what we do. We put our dicks up each other's butts. <laughs> you know how much shit can go wrong. So much. You know what we do. <laughs> We're on top of that shit. <laughs> It's not fucking ah no. And that's a, oh my god. I th I've heard horror stories of my straight friends doing anal and just I literally sit there and I go, you didn't like oh my god. You, you didn't clean out or like you didn't even like you know poop before or like you did like all this other stuff. Even the concept and they're like yeah. And then I got poop on my dick. I'm like yeah, that kind of happens sometimes. You didn't use a condom. Why? Oh, because it was in the butt. So you thought you didn't have to. That's fine. But also, there's poop up there that you didn't clean out. 
why are you so surprised? I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, also, like, the number of people that I know that I've talked to who are very sexually active and have lots of sex, but then, like, don't know anything about their bodies because they never got that education. And I'm just, like, baffled. I'm where, like, you're doing this all the time and you don't even know. Like, where do people get actual sex education? Porn. The internet. The internet. Yeah. Because I that's where I got my information. And uh, you know why things go wrong? Because porn isn't realistic <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, it also, I like to argue that porn can be a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And again, talking about feeding straight men these yeah. bad narratives about them being dominant and assertive and like they not have to taking, be, yeah. you know. And even just the case of... Consent is so important. It's like, you shouldn't have to learn through trial and error. But some people do. And when they look up resources online, it's not them looking up resources online. It's usually them watching porn. And I talk about specifically men because a lot of women culturally are just taught to not be sexual beings whatsoever. At at all. Which is problematic because, you know, everyone's a sexual being for the most part. Yeah. Asexual people exist in our valley. Yes. (laughs) Woo, Um, asexuals. Just throwing that up Just like, (laughs) just plug. (laughs) You know what's the most interesting to me is uh, why people wouldn't want better sex education. You know, like because I'm sex talking, is bad. Right? I'm talking. I'm not talking about adults. I'm talking oh. about people our age. Because obviously, there's adults who are because like, "No, sex, sex is, is bad. bad. It's the reason I have three kids." Well, I think no. That, I think that. <laughs> oh God, drop my notebook. I think that young people do want better sex ed, and if they don't, it's because they are in the same boat as their parents. Yeah, well, that's even the case bad. of like, oh my gosh, the even the double standard of parents to their children will be like, oh my gosh, my dad did like this, where it's like. <laughs> To their daughters, they're like, no one's going to touch my daughter. And then they have, like, bro-y conversations with their sons. And they're like, I know how boys are. Yeah. Doing that shit to other people's daughters, not mine. Right, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody touching my daughter. Right. Um, my property. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. uh, even I think about boys that, like, don't want to use a condom. And I was like, what? <sighs> like, for the cultural thing of, like. Oh, my God. Have you, okay, if anyone ever tells you the condom doesn't fit, they are a dirty, rotten liar. <laughs> I had, I had this glorious experience where I was watching this woman, essentially one of my friends who transferred into high school. She was like, yeah, our sex education was a lot better back home. They at least talked about condoms and we all got a condom, you know? I didn't see a condom until I saw one just like open on the street of Chicago, you know? <laughs> That's <again>. hilarious. Um, <laughs> but she showed me this video and like, yeah, she has resources. And she literally took a condom and she said exactly what I said. She goes, if he ever tells you the condom doesn't fit, he's lying. And she took the condom over her fist <laughs> and wrapped it all the way down her elbow. Yeah. You can put them over your head. You can, yeah. You, that, was a, that was a viral trend for a while. People put it over their head and would like blow up the condom. Yeah. That was like a thing. So you don't like condoms. You're allergic to condoms. It's honestly... Why don't you just be honest and say you don't want to wear one because you feel emasculated that well, you, I don't know, And it's also just sex? like so disrespectful to your partner. Oh, I care more about my pleasure than keeping you safe. And also, I, and also, <laughs> and also, people with penises, you are kept safe by wearing a condom too. I don't think our listeners are the ones that are like. <laughs> no, they're on board. They're yeah, on board. We're all on the same page. Um, um, well, and also speaking of condoms, it's interesting because then in talking about safe sex and especially in like school, it is like wear a condom. That's it. And I'm like, oh, well, that's true. It would like. What actual... if you don't have a penis? And are not having sex with people with the penis. <laughs> then what is what safe do sex? I do 
That's... Like literally because nothing else is And sex, also right? you can have terribly unsafe sex while you're still wearing a condom. Like in terms of like well, the yeah, setting, and the, fact the consent conversation. That STDs can be spread through other forms of sex yeah. than just penis and vagina yeah, 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 yeah. sex. You know, but then and, we don't talk about that. And STDs shouldn't be, they shouldn't be demonized. Or especially taboo, in the case yeah. of like. Because again, the vast majority of sexually active adults will get one at some point in their life. Yeah. And then most, like, of, and then like, quite a few of them are, again, like we said, curable. Very so curable. in the fun sense of like, why don't you treat them more like, you know, the flu or the common right, cold? Like why don't you just like make sure you're ways. safe and then like, you know, talk to the people you interact with. That's it. What? Why don't people have talk <laughs> during oh, sex? Oh my god! Before, during, and/or after. Sometimes like, I talk to people, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I had sex with this person, and they were just so terrible. I can't believe how bad they were." And I'm like, "Were you in the same room? <laughs> did you tell them? Did you, did you ask like, them to the, try something different?" The entire time they were just doing this thing, and I was like, "You let you let them." What? Why didn't you say something? Why don't people talk to each other? Even... Well, we were talking about that, though, that I think, because with straight sex, there's this kind of, like, cultural script of, like, this is what it is. This is how it happens. You so make we out, don't oral, sometimes. vaginal, <laughs> you're de- I don't know. <laughs> well, we're not know, straight. The porn cycle, whatever. <laughs> um, so then people think that they don't, you know, they make assumptions of how it's going to happen. But then with queer people, communication is necessary. Yeah, well, and I even like to argue that... It's necessary, always. It's necessary, period. <laughs> but, but, like... But for the sense of we literally had to pave our own way, our experiences as queer people left us kind of learning by ourselves. But in the same vein, we have no script to go off of. So then with right. that, there's less problems and there's more... Freedom. Freedom, and I'd like to argue still, and I'm just speaking as a gay man, especially gay men my age that adhere to certain scripts, more so in just what they expect, but I will also say that I've never had sex with a woman, nor have seen straight people have sex, but (laughs) in the stories I've heard from my friends and peers, I have a lot more conversations in the bedroom, and and people think, like, it might kill the moment, it might ruin whatever, I'm like, but you know what's sexy? When someone, like, talks to me. (laughs) I used to, like, hold my breath even just like making certain noises, you know, because I didn't want to be embarrassed in the room. But yeah. even just, well, but literally, everybody's body is so different. It's ignorant to assume that you know. Oh, and even just the concept that people are either good or bad at sex. Oh my God! Yeah, what? You know what makes you good at sex? Communicate. Communication. Yeah. You know, what? like you can't. You don't just like your dick just doesn't magically make every single woman feel good because everybody's body's different yeah and i i mean the same with queer people and you know like um there's not like a single gay man that's just like i'm just really good at sex i'm like do you just talk to me the first time i ever got my ass eaten (laughs) um the boy i was (laughs) the boy i was with literally it was one of the first times i was really consistently sexually active with someone and there was a lot of things I didn't know, and I quite literally felt embarrassed at times because I didn't totally know what I was doing. I didn't totally know how I w- liked my body hair trimmed, you know, like for myself. And I also didn't know how to like necessarily prepare for acts like that. And so he showed me, and it was in a very sexy manner too. We took a shower together without giving you the, <laughs> all the sexy details. Um, <laughs> but it was that, and it was literally... I had a great time all the way through, and we talked before, during, and after, and I don't understand what's so unappealing about It's because of shame. About... Everybody's ashamed of their, their bodies. Because we're taught to be ashamed? Because, and ashamed because... of sex, yeah. Yeah, which is so dumb. Why? It's sad. Why would we... Why? 
everyone has sex usually almost (laughs) like we were given genitals and most people were given a sexual drive and also the fact that like sex can still be special or important and you you know we're not saying like just go crazy with everyone but like if that is what you want to do great be safe well and that's the same i like to make music and there's like really dinky easy fun goofy tracks i make that are dumb and stupid i have a song called oh gosh uh, it's about a four-way stop with only three stop signs. <laughs> and we always sing it whenever we we're at an sing intersection. sing it whenever we're at a four-way intersection. Um, uh, anyway, uh, that's obviously metaphor. not... Yeah, metaphor. <laughs> the metaphor of it is, like, that's obviously not as meaningful as, like, this ballad I wrote about um, family members de- struggling with drug addiction, right? Two totally different things. But both can exist. But both can exist. And the sense yeah. of, like, sex... And, and if you want to wait and it... For marriage, like, that's great. Power to you. That's wonderful. But, like, purity culture is just so... Problematic. So, yeah. Because it just perpetuates the shame in people. Yeah. You know? And I'll say it it this way. I think it'd be just as problematic if we were forcing everyone to have sex at young ages. Oh, exactly. And the totally opposite. Just, like, sort of forcing the idea that... That that everybody is the same. Everybody's sexual expression is different. Yeah. like, that's great... And how else will you and, know? You know. How else will you know what you like? You know, other than trying it and talking about it with someone that you can talk to. I mean, obviously, we just said before that like it's not just penetration. That's like what sex is. But even just like where you like to be touched, how you like to be positioned, all these different things. What you need specifically. Some bodies need more lube than others. Some bodies <laughs> need to be warmed up differently. You know, and also aftercare isn't talked about at all no and i know well yeah well i was gonna say because that's you know like a concept in bdsm of course right well and i'd like to say it's important in normal sex too especially because sex is such a power dynamic thing like we talk you know how there's um or can be or can be yeah Yeah. well in in the sense of like there's usually tops (laughs) there's tops and bottoms (laughs) but there's like doms and subs you know and that's not even in the sense of like just kinky sex but in the case of if you just like someone taking control and that's not like tying you up but that's like if they're you know moving you around or they're the ones like essentially grabbing you pushing against a wall whatever you're into the case of like afterwards talking about things you did like things you didn't like and if you need to like check in you know what my favorite thing to do after sex to like check in and like listen to hercules i oh my god (laughs) emily is referencing a time numerous times all of my best sexual encounters ended with him on his own accord i did not tell them to turning on hercules every single time literally like the best sexual encounters i've had just like by happenstance right afterwards he just like turned on a scene from hercules like i like i got my ass eaten and then he started playing just like out of the blue just pulls out his phone and started watching a video of I won't say I'm in love and then like I had this great interaction with a different man at a different time and then he's like what do you want to watch on Netflix and he goes oh we should watch Hercules and I went um what the fuck was I talking about I don't know I just wanted to make a joke my favorite way to check in after a sexual encounter is to tell them the things I really enjoyed like or like I should frame it this way, the discoveries. Right. <laughs> because I remember I hooked up with this one guy and afterwards I was like, in a very like analytical way, I was like, you licked my ear during that. And I like 
trembled. It was a very interesting thing that happened. Very fascinating. <laughs> and then you know what? We fooled around again, and he went for my ear, and it was great. That's it's it's amazing Crazy. what communication can do. <laughs> I had a question in my brain for you, Em. Oh God. We talked about the internet being a good source. Oh yes. How did you actually learn about sex or get the mentality yes. that you have now? The um, sex positive mentality. Well, I was always like I said. I think I've always been curious about sex, and in the sense of you know, like when I was an adolescent and was just like excited about puberty. Like I read a lot of medical books and you know wanted to be a gynecologist and so like read a lot you know like I read a lot about sex and then I would go on the internet and look things up but I would mostly go to like find I would find good sources that mm -hmm. were actually like educational sources and so then I learned a lot through that I, I I'm a very like head-centered no, when you, wanna, like, when you want to know something, you find it. I, how, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I like to research. You're like, There's a and so, I mean, I, and I, because I think sex is so fascinating, I just research sex a lot. And again, in like a very analytical way and different types of sex or different things or all that stuff. You knew more about gay sex, like gay male sex than I did. Yeah. When well, I met yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but because I think it's so fascinating and right. how different people have different kinds of sex or even like fetishes and kink like oh, I, find I find that it, so fascinating I find, like the psychology of it all really fascinating right too. and like yeah also um, no kink shaming we do not no god i feel very strongly if you're, about that if as you're well. this is what i healthily yeah i think why if you are doing things that are safe consensual and between adults who am i to judge like, yeah, that's especially... your personal life. Oh, oh, I was going to say, um, with the internet, I remember I would go on Yahoo Answers a lot. That was probably the the bad, like, the not good place where I was getting sex ed information. Because I would, like, go on to Yahoo Answers and I would, like, look up questions. Or I would go to, like, the women's health section and read stuff. Mm -hmm. But then, like, because people don't know what they're talking about. People can <laughs> say terrible advice. But, yeah, I would do that all the time to look things up. Fascinating. Yeah. I stumbled upon it and uh, first off i mean we talked about how i was one of those boys who like learned from porn it, it felt more like i want to have sex but i don't know how to do it and i don't want to embarrass myself which it shouldn't be embarrassing which it shouldn't that's which that's another thing people get embarrassed so much and they shouldn't like that's like when oh my it's god weird like when that one girl pooped in my friend's dick i was like <laughs> that happens <laughs> well, and honestly, if you're gonna have, if you want to have anal sex and you're not okay with that happening, like, don't do it. That's the risk oh. you're taking. And also, oh, I'll, that's so funny. I'll say it. Well, and also just the fact of, like, I don't know why people just decide to do kinky things. Oh, without I mean, educating themselves? Yeah, you yeah. about how, like, kink isn't just, yeah, like, a fun thing people to try. don't, it's people just research stuff. No, There's like, so and, many good resources for all of these things. Yeah, and kink requires... Uh, certain oh. things. Most of my sex education came from hands-on experience, and I wouldn't say that to recommend our listeners to just go and have sex, but um, the case of <laughs> I didn't know what my body needed, and I didn't know how to even correctly do things until then, especially as a gay man, like, cleaning my ass properly, or, like, treating my partner with the pace that they might need right you know how to how to warm up without like going in again <laughs> without going into the sexy details uh, um 
I was just taught from such a young age that sex is some taboo thing that only the cool kids are doing. Right. And that has literally stuck with me into my 20s. And some people stick with it for like the rest of their lives. And I don't know totally how to get rid of them. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, it's a, a good start therapy. Therapy is always great. Great yeah. option. But also just like, it's so much more the fear of trying it. And I mm-hmm. hate that I was taught to fear something that is so amazing and so great. And it wasn't yeah. until I started watching like, get sex explanations right. that I understood that sex should be so fun. And I think I've been right. polarized in the opposite direction. Well, and I get to where... it too that because, I mean, sex can be dangerous, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself both physically and emotionally. Yeah, because and when so I can... talk about safe sex, I talk about like, I mean, safe physically and emotionally. Yeah, and it's the same how driving a car can be dangerous if you, if right, you don't exactly. fucking know what you're but doing. Right, exactly, but if you... St. Louis drivers. <laughs> but uh. no, exactly, like, that's why you and, gotta know what you need. And I've gotten to the point, too, to where I've been polarized in the opposite direction to where I went from never talking about sex because it was taboo to literally wanting to talk about it all the time <laughs> with all of my friends. And it's like a whole thing when whenever I go home, the conversation always veers there. <laughs> I like went home to this. Oh my God. I swear like five of my friends had birthdays in the course of the two weeks I was home for winter break. And this one night we went out and like there were some extra friends there I didn't know. And so we, there was a point we were just talking. This amazing thing happened where we were, we were having a conversation about how like this one guy sucked a dick and we were like oh he's gay and then this girl that i never talked to was like oh why can't he be bisexual or maybe he was just trying my head snapped and i went who are you (laughs) and then we started talking and i was like yes right because men can't experiment with um their sexuality in the same way that like other people can and it's like strange true yeah and because again toxic masculinity oh yeah you know where it's like like, oh you know, don't want to be gay. You can't explore sexuality. Like and then if you theory. do, then it's like, well, I guess you're gay. Yeah. And like, it's, it's very... such a binary. Yeah. And it's, yeah. anyway, the conversation kept going and then I ended up, oh my gosh, I like explained what a vulva was. I like. <laughs> I love that. I love <laughs> that you, a gay man who has never seen or interacted with <laughs> a vulva, just like will educate people well, about vulvas. My, and my favorite part of that night was, um, I was talking to my friends, and, oh gosh, what's the name? Tyrone. (laughs) And Tyrone was talking about how he goes, I just don't understand why a woman would ever suck a dick. And I went, that's strange. You've had lots of women suck your dick. If you you truly feel this way, why are you letting them do that? Anyway, that wasn't the question I asked. I said, (laughs) oh, why so? And he goes, because, you know, dicks are just, like, gross, you know? And that girl that I talked to became my best friend and we were both like, oh, okay, interesting. Let's talk about this. And we were like, what about when you eat a girl out? Don't you like pleasing her? Don't you love eating a girl out? And he goes, yeah, I love eating pussy. Gross. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, why? He's like, I like making her feel good. And I was like, okay, so then why wouldn't a girl enjoy making you feel good? He's like, you know, just like penises are gross though, you know? And like, and I put my hand on his shoulder and he said, you need a better relationship with your penis. <laughs> Well, because first off, people have a lot of shame about their own bodies. And yeah, because yeah. first off, yeah, penises can be beautiful, beautiful things. Well, I'm sure um, you think so. But I'd like to argue that, you know, I'm not that fond of vulvas. I'm scared I'm going to fall in. <laughs> I don't, it's terrifying, terrifying things. 
Like, yeah, they're like flowers or whatever, but like, holy crap. What if I like slip on, on a banana peel and fall in? <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> That's why I'm gay. <laughs> because dicks, I at least know what I'm getting into. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. And, it's, and it's that. I'm like, you. That was probably the first time that they had that conversation. And then one of the girls ended up asking me my advice on like how to present a, a kink that she wanted to try with her boyfriend. She goes like, how do I even bring that up? Talk to your sexual partners. Yeah. It's not rocket science. And especially if you want to have good sex, you know, yeah, and it's hard and when society tells be... people not to talk and to like, you know, not, you know, be agreeable or like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's so hard to... Because my heart goes out, you know, to the... I feel like there are middle school and high school health teachers who want to have more comprehensive sex education, but then they get complaints from parents. I remember when I was in middle school, my health teacher, we, you know, had trimesters, and my I had health the second trimester. And then talking to the people who had health class before me, they learned more than I did. And then talking to the people who had it the last trimester, they learned less than I did. Mm. So I think that he probably got a lot of complaints and had to cut back. Which, oh my God. Isn't that Can sad? You imagine? I, yeah, because- Because then it's like, they're obviously not getting this information at home. Where are they gonna get it then? It's the same with like, not drinking until you're 21 and then you turn 21 and they're like, okay, Go! Well, that's what <laughs> Go I get wasted, and, and then everyone just like... <laughs> I waited till I was 21. Oh my god, she actually did. I didn't. Um, but I, had, I was lucky enough to have my fake parents, uh, my friend's parents that were essentially my parents, who taught me how to drink responsibly. They, you know, were more open about talking about sex things. Like, my two older sisters were like, you know, given condoms. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, same deal happened with my one brother when he started coming of sexual age and even then it wasn't the best but it even just opened the door that like you know we could have sex mm -hmm. and as a gay person because <laughs> this is a gay podcast <laughs> this is a gay podcast we already have enough shame to carry around as it is oh my god literally the fact yeah. that like, you have to throw on top of it i think it i think it springboards a lot of gay men into having unhealthy sex that they mm -hmm. just accept is true. And like speaking again, just as a gay man that I am, I know a lot of gay men that just now have their own sort of standards or rules or like fall into these kinky relationships that they don't mean to. I know a lot of gay men that fall into kinky relationships that they intend to fall into <laughs> yes. as well. Like that's a right. valid thing. But I also know, especially growing up and at young gays like myself and others that take sex where they can get it and they mm -hmm. are almost taught to be agreeable. Yeah. You know, or they're almost taught that they just, like, should go for it. You know what happens from that? Anal fissures! Oh, my God. Anal fissures! <laughs> Someone needs to teach <laughs> our gay kids oh not to get anal fissures! <laughs> Emily, where are you going? We're not done. Get back here. <laughs> and that's all but I yeah, have to no, say uh, about that. Well. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Emily, would you like to talk about sexual shame? Oh, nope. <laughs> well, um, a comment on that. I will say that that's why it is important, though, that people understand how to have sex in a way. Because, again, like you said, especially if you're, you know, a gay man and you're just learning about sex through porn, makes, makes it look real easy. Makes it Which seem... Which not. No. I've seen so Lots many... Lots of prep. I've seen so many bareback required. penises go into just, like, unlubricated God. assholes. Oh they do that offset. 
they lubricate that stuff off set. And it's like, that's not realistic. Are you kidding? They're like, oh my god, straight man's first time bottoming. No, it's not. No, it's not. If it is, that guy was warmed up. A lot. That's Asses aren't meant to take penises. No. You lube. You wear a condom. You get tested regularly. Yeah. Get tested. Get it's tested. So important. It's not even wrong. It's so, I love getting tested. Um, it's such a like fun checkup for myself. Like literally, obviously like a medical checkup, but like I love going in and feeling like I'm taking great care of my body. It's like taking a nice bath and coming out feeling so clean and so like, so like, ooh, I could take on the world. I feel so good. It's like, oh gosh. Drinking lemon water in well, the morning, well, you know, like you like, just—it may taking... not be doing a lot, but you feel so good about well, yourself. Well, and it's taking care of yourself. Yeah, and you should feel good taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't when earlier when I was talking about showering and feeling clean. That wasn't to say that like if you have an STD, you're dirty. That was to say that. No. Like, oh yeah, um, that's another thing. The whole language of being STD free and then saying like I'm clean. We should stop that. We shouldn't say clean like that because then it applies people with STDs are or dirty. people who are HIV positive are dirty. And that yeah. is bad. And that's, yeah. So and just say like, I'm negative. And or... even if you're like as safe as you physically can be, like it happens. Or like maybe people just in a spur of the moment thing don't take every necessary mm-hmm. precaution they can. It doesn't make them bad people. No. It doesn't make them dirty people. And yeah, I just, I just want the world to have great sex. <laughs> All the time. On that note, M, what is your gay recommendation for this week? I am going to recommend Erica Moen. She is a cartoonist and she has a couple books that are about like sex education and she also has a website called ojoysextoy.com. I love Ojoy Sex Toy. And she uh, writes reviews and they're all comic strips, which is fun. Um, which is, but she yeah. writes reviews, but she also has a lot of like good sex ed information, again, in the form of comic strips. Yeah, and is- she has guest illustrators come and talk about like different uh sexual things and all like it's yeah. very diverse Every... it's an extremely diverse array of sexuality and it's yeah. great every wedding i go to i always give the bride and the groom sex toys and i usually include a link to one of the comics because every happy marriage comes with a happy sex life anyway <laughs> uh, what is your recommendation my recommendation is one of my favorite YouTube channels. It's called What's the Safe Word? What's the Safe Word? W-A-T-T-S, the safe word. It's this glorious place, a kink-friendly sex education channel. Um, It's about breaking down stigmas and answering questions, and like it's also kind of a blog, but I love it because it's essentially between this daddy and this pup that are... First off, glorious people. They're so nice. They're so nice. They're so nice. And they also, obviously, a lot of their channel bleeds into, like, kink and negotiating scenes and all the, like, kind of more advanced Yeah, well, which is good, though, because it has, it's a great educational resource for kink and BDSM. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, obviously, you're not going to get that from schools. Yeah, Yeah, and it showcases, like, healthy products to use, and they talk about how to, like, talk about kink and how to take care of yourself doing it and also it goes down to like basic taking care of yourself um i use this channel to learn how to douche for the first time so um highly recommend they also have a podcast that yes, i'll go ahead and do. plug as well cool oh nate where can people find us 
People can find us on Instagram at Podcast. There we post all of our recommendations. You can see them all really pretty on our feed. You can also ask us many questions you might have and recommend topics you'd like us to talk about. Yeah, please message us. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Every time we get a message, we get giddy inside. <laughs> uh, you can also follow my personal Instagram at NateJig, N-A-T-E-J-I-G. And you can't follow M because hers is private. Correct. Um, also, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Which is, because we're on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Tell all your friends. And until next time, let's be safe. Let's be curious. And as always, let's be gay. Woo! Thank you guys so much. (laughs) 